I don't believe in no one's scenarios. Data, 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 I cannot make bricks without clay. I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. Hello and welcome to today's Cheeky Scientist Radio Show. I am Isaiah Hankel, your host. Today I want to talk to you about your PhD. The skills that you've gained while getting your PhD, the value that you have, and how to communicate it to employers. So far, perhaps in your career, you've only ever learned how to communicate these skills academically to other academics. When I talk to PhDs who uh, sign up for our transition calls, uh, very often I'll ask them, you know, what, what's the biggest gap that you have right now? And they'll tell me, well, I'm not sure how to position myself for industry. I'm not sure how to communicate my values, my skills, my qualifications. What this really means is you don't know how to communicate your value. You're not sure if you're valuable outside of academia. And if you are, you don't know how to say so. A lot of this comes down to the language that you're using. Uh, some of it's mental, right? We have a sense of imposter syndrome. We're not sure if we have anything to offer outside of academia, but of course we do. And even if we know that we have something to offer, we're not quite sure how to articulate it. What makes us valuable as PhDs? What's the difference? You're surrounded by PhDs right now, very likely, or you're just comparing yourself to other PhDs who might excel uh, relative to you in, in one area or another, right? And as PhDs, we, we have this deficit where we are always comparing our, ourselves to the top. We're the top 2% of the population in terms of education, and we only compare ourselves to that top 2%. Worse, we'll compare ourselves to whatever any individual within that top 2% does better than we do. <laughs> as soon as we get better at something, we're like, okay, yeah, whatever. What's the next weakness that I can focus on, and how can I get better at that? And if I don't get better at it, you know, even if you do get better at it, you just find somewhere else that somebody else is winning relative to you and you focus on that. This is, this is no way to uh, live when it comes to yourself. It's a great way to approach your data and information, right? Looking for the weaknesses, avoiding confirmation bias. But when it comes to you and your value, your worth, especially in a job search, it's not productive. So I'm going to talk about how you're valuable, how to communicate that value. Now, this will apply to you no matter what PhD background you have. Uh, you know, employer survey studies, they show time and time again that the top three desired skills for industry positions are not some niche technical skill. It's not, you know, I always say, uh, you know, it's not HPLC. It's not machine learning. Uh, it's not, you know, whatever, something that, that you've defined in your niche STEM background or non-STEM background, interdisciplinary background. It's not some specialty skill. Can you guess what? what the three skills are, critical thinking, complex problem solving, and correct decision making. In other words, they want people who can correctly identify problems, find the right problem to solve, and then solve that problem. Guess what? As a PhD, you excel in all three of these areas. Never forget that fact, regardless of your background. You are an expert researcher. You are highly trained in identifying problems and finding solutions to those problems. And that's how you would explain it to an employer. Why should we hire you over someone else? Well, my PhD has given me the ability to, to identify problems much more quickly than other candidates. 
and I can find solutions to those problems. I'm trained at problem isolation and then synthesis, where I can come up with solutions to those problems and make a recommendation. I mean, think of all the uncountable hours, days, weeks, months, years, even decades you've spent trying to find the answers to the world's toughest unknown questions. You know how to attack these questions from every different angle. You know how to follow a lead right through dozens of academic journal articles, eight book references, countless, countless plots, right, and obscure, barely readable figures published 10 or more years ago just to maybe, maybe prove some minute aspect of your overall hypothesis true. Employers deeply value this for any industry role. So make sure they understand it. Make sure you can communicate that. They also value your ability to wrangle uncertainty. If you have a PhD, you're getting a PhD, you have spent so much of your life smack in the middle of uncertainty. Tell me I'm wrong. Right? You have no idea when your next grant's going to be funded. You have no idea when your, your next paper is going to get past that third reviewer. No idea if your committee is going to finally give you the green light to defend your thesis. You don't even know if the project you're working on has an answer at all. Everything you're doing, your life's work in academia could be proven untrue at any time. Okay, so you've not just become comfortable with this. I mean, maybe it's uncomfortable to you, sure, but you've stuck with it. You maybe at times have thrived on it because you know without uncertainty, discovery would be impossible. Innovation would not exist. Most job candidates, they don't understand the relationship between uncertainty and creation, but in industry, it's not publish or perish, it's innovate or die. To innovate, you have to deal in uncertainty. Have you told employers this? Lean into this ability to handle uncertainty. That's how you would say it to an employer. If they ask you, you know, again, why should we hire you? What advantages do you have? Well, I'm very good at dealing with uncertainty and continuing to work in the face of it. I can tell you most job candidates really struggle with this. They need an absolute guarantee before they'll work hard. You don't as a PhD, right? You just need to know what's possible. Maybe have a sense of autonomy. Know that you're going after something that's going to have a bigger impact on humanity. That's enough for you as a PhD. Communicate it. I remember one of my thesis committee members telling me that the difference between leaving graduate school with a master's degree versus a PhD was that a master's degree is granted to those who have mastered a field. While a PhD is granted to those who have added to a field, who had pushed a field forward. That's why, like, that's why less than 2% of the population has a PhD. Adding to a field is hard. Anyone can regurgitate information. Actually, a lot of people can't even do that. They can't even do a book report. It's like in an, in an encyclopedia online, and they can't even read it and then put it into their own words. You can do that and much, much more. Okay, this is one of your most valuable skills. Don't assume everyone can create information. Again, not everyone can innovate. You can. You've spent, right, I mean, years creating information, months putting it together into a 100-page story called your thesis just so five other people could read it. This kind of innovation, tenacity, is very uncommon. What else? What else can you communicate to employers? Have you communicated how quickly you comprehend things, how fast you learn. It's not that you're smart or intelligent, first of all, and you shouldn't just assume employers know that. You could say that. I'm, I'm very intelligent. Well, what do you mean by intelligent? 
Well, I can learn extremely quickly and I can learn on my own autonomously. I can learn faster on the job than other job candidates. It's because PhDs are rigorously taught how to learn, right? You've maybe heard me say a PhD stands for doctor of philosophy and philosophy stands for knowledge and the ability to ascertain knowledge. You are quite literally, as all PhDs, doctors of learning. Okay, so this is this is incredibly valuable. I mean, watch watch another job candidate try to learn a, a software program on their own, a standard operating procedure, right? An SOP on their own versus a PhD. Not only will they be driven to, to learn this on their own without having to have their hand held or to make sure that they follow through with it, they'll learn it faster. This speed of learning, it is a competitive advantage that frightens other job candidates. And really, it makes industry employers light up. Like they, They're not thinking about it. You have to tell it to them. Tell them how fast you can learn, how many things you can get done. Tell them that you can do the job of three other people. Okay, so th this is how you start, how you need to approach communicating your value to employers. You have to use everyday language. Start, stop thinking about uh, what technical skill or specialty skill you can talk about, something that you think you have over anybody else, because that's what we're taught to do in academia. In industry, your technical skills are, are being surpassed right now. Right, some algorithm, some uh, robotic system is being invented today that's going to make whatever you're doing in academia obsolete, except for the underlying knowledge of how it works, your underlying uh, ability and experience dealing with uncertainty and innovating and learning and moving forward. That's what you need to be discussing. If you can learn how to do this, you will get hired much more quickly than you are. You, you can communicate this on your resume, your LinkedIn profile, while networking, in, in, during informational interviews, when, when they say, well, enough about me, what about you? Certainly during interviews, and you need to do this. You need to reveal your value as a PhD. If you're feeling stuck in your job search in any which way, this is the key. Talk about your ability to innovate, your ability to to learn quickly, to deal with uncertainty, uh, to, to be able to handle tough situations. The, your history of working uh, very intensely with very little pay and very little support and still pushing through. This is your value. You can find problems. Some of us can find only problems. <laughs> so you want to move past that. Not only can you find problems, though, you can determine which problem needs to be solved first? What is the sequence in which you should solve these problems? What's the priority? Priority is a big deal to employers. You can prioritize those problems and then you can actually drive a result. You have this thing inside of you as a PhD to close open loops in your mind, in projects, to get things done. A lot of people don't have that. Communicate these skills to employers. You will position yourself for that job and industry. Uh, this is something I love talking to PhDs about. If you're listening to this radio show and you are ready to start your transition in industry, have a conversation with me about it. I do a series of free transition calls. You can apply for one of these transition calls with myself uh, and or one of my transition specialists. 
I get on as many of these calls as I can each and every day. I love doing them. I'd love to talk to you to help you figure out where you are currently in your transition. Whether you are unemployed now and need a job, are about to graduate, maybe you have a year or two, maybe three to six months, whatever that timeline is, let's figure out where you are and where you need to be. Right, your transition, you have to, you have to think about it as a, a, a map. There, it, it's it's involved. Okay, if you want, and if you just want a job, you can go into a Starbucks, a McDonald's, upload a resume to a kiosk, and get a job. Realize that you want a PhD level job. This is something I tell PhDs who uh, get, you know, are lucky enough to get one of these transition calls. Is you want a PhD level job? That you want a job that's in the top two percent. Really, it's probably it's very likely in the top 0.1% because you want a PhD level job that compensates you well, allows you to do meaningful work, has a good trajectory. I mean, you have to realize what you're going after. These jobs are not just handed out. They're highly competitive no matter what's going on in the job market. And you have to do every part of the process correctly to get into these jobs. What is that process? You likely don't know. So whether you've been dabbling in your job search or really trying and it hasn't worked, or if you've just been thinking a lot about your job search and haven't done anything yet, go to cheekyscientist.com. At the top of it's a yellow bar that allows you to click on it, and you'll go to a page with a series of white boxes with a few questions in each box. It'll take you minutes, maybe even only seconds to fill it out. If you get through, one of our team members will get in touch with you. You might even be able to go through and, and book a call depending on our call slots. Uh, and then if, after you apply, if, if you are, if your application is selected, uh, you will book a call and you'll be able to talk to me and, and, uh, or one of my transition specialists, and we'll help you figure that out, right? Think about it again as a map and how do you get anywhere? If you turn on your GPS in your car or, uh, Google maps or whatever you use, there are two things that you need in order to get from A to B and that's A and B. You have to not just want to know where you want to go. And for many of you, that's what you're focused on. I just need to transition. You also have to figure out where you are. Have you ever been in a parking garage or someplace where you couldn't get service and you were trying to use your app, your maps app? You, it wouldn't work. Why? Because it couldn't figure out where you are. It can't give you directions if it doesn't know both where you want to go and where you currently are. And that's what we'll talk about on these transition calls, where you are now, where you need to go in order to transition, what careers are possible for you, given your PhD background, what visa options do you have? You know, a lot of PhDs who want to work in the U.S., for example, don't realize that it's much easier than it used to be to get an O1. These are all things that we can talk about, but it starts with knowing your value, communicating your value, right? And then we can figure out everything in between. As always, remember your value as a PhD and start thinking and acting like a successful industry professional.